0: Imagine a group led by a powerful person who is really good at getting people to believe in their ideas. This leader is so convincing that people want to do whatever they say. And most of the time, this leader fabricates such a huge lie that innocent and naive people tend to believe that lie. And what follows is a downward spiral of their lives. Sometimes, these leaders do end up helping their followers. But some of the most famous or infamous cults would say otherwise. The followers of cults such as Aum Shinrikyo and Jonestown met a macabre end as their leaders, who were convinced that the world was going to end soon, told their blind followers to either kill or get killed. And the people living in the Shakahola forest in Kenya had chosen the latter Hi, I am Dhanvi and welcome to Shades of Macab a podcast that aims to bring you some of the most horrifying and gruesome murder cases from across the world. This week, we are off into the forest of Shakahola, located in eastern Kenya. A place which was known to be a sacred ground was soon turned upside down when the dead bodies of not tens but hundreds of people were found scattered in the forest. Assume that you are a young individual living in Nairobi, Kenya and are going through your life one day at a time. You are barely able to make ends meet and your family or financial problems have made things difficult for you. You have not been able to deal with them mentally and are just looking for a sense of peace and want liberation from all your problems. One day, while watching TV, you suddenly come across a channel It features a guy that tells you that caring too much about things keeps you tied to the world and one of the ways to attain that liberation is to let go of them. While explaining the advantages of being as disassociated with materialistic objects, he slips in a secret. He tells you that he has a special ability to talk to God and he was the one who showed him a path. Attain liberation. At first, it does sound absurd, but you are desperate to fix your problems. So you go out, sell whatever you have, and donate everything to a church. You slowly start watching the channel regularly, thinking about how it has affected you. Day by day, your faith in the TV channel guy named Paul and Thingy Mackenzie or Pastor Mackenzie. Grow stronger, and you start believing everything he says. You even decide to move closer to his teachings by going to the church, getting closer to that feeling of freedom. Things seem to be going well. You feel better than you have in a very long time, and your faith in Mackenzie is stronger than ever. But one day, Mackenzie stands in front of everyone and tells them, that until now, only he had the gift to talk to Jesus. But now, everyone could get that opportunity. All they had to do was give a test by starving themselves till the day they get to meet Jesus. And you believe it. You slowly stop eating and drinking and your body mass decreases day by day. You are barely able to stand or sit at the end. And you are determined to meet Jesus. But before you could reach there, someone snatches away your dream, bringing you back to reality and makes you realize that you have been manipulated to such an extent that it blinded your ability to comprehend the right and wrong in the world. In April 2023, this is exactly what happened to the people living in the Shakahola forest. In Kenya, Here is how the world got to know about one of the worst cases of mass suicide in human history. In April, a man contacted the police in Nairobi, asking for help finding his wife and daughter, who had left their house back in their hometown to join a cult in Kilifi County, which is about 520 kilometers away. When they failed to return to their house, the father contacted the police, asking them to help search for them. He told the police that his family had joined a cult somewhere, named Good News International Ministries, which was run by the cult leader Paul Thinthengi Mackenzie. When the police reached the cult location, which was somewhere deep in the Shakahula forest, they found shallow graves and 15 people who were on the brink of their deaths. As the police approached them, they saw the people were extremely thin, with no body fat, and appeared extremely malnourished. The police quickly rushed to help the 15 people, taking them to the nearest hospital. On their way, four would eventually succumb to their deaths before they could get any kind of medical help. According to multiple sources, on 14th April, when the police had found the 15 people inside the forest, they received a tip from an anonymous source, which led them to the man who was responsible for four deaths, as well as starving 11 others. Upon arriving at the forest compound, Pastor Paul Nthengi Mackenzie chose to surrender himself, aware of the consequences he would face. Once he was in custody, though, he refused to eat or drink anything. Now, this 15 is just an initial figure. Before that number increases, let me tell you about this so-called Pastor McKenzie. Paul Anthony Mackenzie McKenzie was born in 1972 and was 51 years old at the time of the Forest Massacre. In 1990, he married Joyce Wikamba when he was working as a taxi driver in Nairobi. In 2003, the couple left their old jobs and established a church named Good News International Ministry. As the church gained followers, Mackenzie managed to convince many people that he could personally communicate with God. As their congregation grew, the couple relocated to Migingo in Malindi, where they lived until April of 2023. In order to attract more people to his church, he launched a TV channel to promote his ministry and urged people to sell their belongings and donate the money to him. And his tactics worked, as in 2016, one of the members of the group sold all his property for 20 million shillings which could be around $139,000, and gave all the money to Mackenzie. In 2017, the couple faced charges of radicalizing their viewers, but they were eventually cleared of their accusation. Besides encouraging their followers to donate money, they also spread messages like not sending children to school and distrusting the healthcare system these messages resulted in the deaths of multiple children due to lack of medical care. In the same year, government officials were able to rescue 93 children from his church. I also came across information indicating that Mackenzie established an authorized school, but I couldn't find its name. Through his channel, he urged his followers to give up their education, homes, furniture, and all their possessions to meet God. However, in 2018, the Kenya Film Classification Board ordered the immediate closure of the channel, deeming it misleading to the public. In the same year, Mackenzie was criticized by several community leaders and activists for inciting students to drop out of their school without the consent of their parents. And the story does not end here. In a completely different case, Mackenzie was found in possession of films that hadn't been examined by the Kenya Film Classification Board. He even ran a studio producing films without a valid filming license from the board. He had a hearing scheduled for this case on 26th of June this year, but there's no available information on the outcome of that case. By this time, Mackenzie had gained quite a reputation. He was known as one of the wealthiest pastors in the country, having amassed his riches from donations and possibly other sources, though details about his side businesses are not clear. Following his unsuccessful venture in film and television, Mackenzie faced another setback in 2019. He was arrested for encouraging people To oppose the Huduma Namba program, which aimed to assign a unique personal identification number to citizens, somewhat like a social security number. The Huduma card would carry this number and a chip containing personal details serving as an ID card for travel within the East Africa region. Mackenzie was not the only one who was against this program, though. Some other church leaders shared his views. He was also accused of brainwashing and abducting children to join the church. Because of all this negative publicity, one would say, he decided to close his church in Mekingo. In 2019, Mackenzie sold few of his vehicles to buy land in the Shakahola Forest, where he would start his church again. Although according to the official reports, He bought the land for farming purposes. Now, this cult, the Good News International Ministry, was known to be a doomsday cult. Mackenzie's messages were also anti-Western, meaning he opposed Western culture, people, and their policies. This translated into his resistance against medical services, education, food, sports, music, makeup, etc., Reports even claimed that Mackenzie predicted the world would end on 15th April 2023. What happened in the next 2-3 years is a mystery. Mackenzie had relocated deep into the Shakahola forest, so no one knew his status. But it seemed that he stood on that date, 15th April 2023, when the world was supposed to cease to exist. Because on 13th April 2023, police found 15 people in the jungle, malnourished and on the brink of their deaths. Before the events of 13th April, just a month ago in March 2023, local media outlets reported that Mackenzie was arrested and charged after two children had died due to starvation in the custody of their parents but he was released on bail of 100,000 shillings, or $700. Following 14th April, the police embarked on an investigation uncovering multiple graves within the forest. They searched the 800 acres of land and found more shallow graves and survivors who were also suffering from malnutrition. As they dig through the sealed graves, they found multiple bodies of children and adults. The graves were so big that the police found entire family members inside who had died together. In one of the graves, the police found a family of six, while in another, they found five consisting of three children and their parents. Shockingly, one grave was large enough to hold the remains of 12 children. Meanwhile, the police also interrogated the first 11 survivors they had rescued. The police were baffled to hear their reasons once the survivors started talking. They stated that they were told to starve themselves to meet Jesus. As police tried to understand their quote-unquote reason, they began to sweep through the forest to find any more victims or, in the worst case, bodies of other cult members. Mackenzie had further directed his followers to not engage with individuals from the outside world if they wanted to attain heaven. He asked them to destroy all the documents provided by the government, including their national IDs and birth certificates. Additionally, Interior Cabinet Secretary Kithur Kidinki informed the public that Mackenzie had hired criminals who were told to kill followers who expressed desire to stop fasting or leave the church, as well as those who were taking too long to die. Rescuers noted that several cult members were uncooperative during the rescue efforts. They also observed that children were among the worst affected due to starvation. They managed to locate all the locations where the followers deemed to escape. At one point, the forensic team had to stop digging to find more bodies because all their morgues were full of cult members. Out of all the bodies that they found, about 50-60% to were children. The Red Cross in Kenya also joined this team and they worked together to identify all the people who were missing. They created a list to help search for these missing individuals with the hope of finding them alive. As time went on, many of the people who were rescued had a difficult time understanding what was really happening. The police decided to provide them with mental support. On the other hand, Some were so deeply absorbed in the teachings of Mackenzie that even after being saved, they refused to eat or drink anything. One follower, Joseph Juma Puyuka, was in police custody and due to his weak condition and not having any food, he sadly passed away in just two days after being rescued from the forest. Another person, Isa Ali's mother, had made the decision to join the group two years prior. He had left her home and everything behind to live in the Shakahola forest. When Isa visited his mother a year later, he was shocked to see that his once-strong mother looked very frail. She told him that they wouldn't be seeing her again as she believed her life on earth had lost its meaning and that she would be going to heaven soon. She also urged Isa to quit his job, telling him that Jesus was going to come. His mother was adamant that June of 2023 was going to see the end of the world. The saddest part was that Isa found out about his mother's death from his friends as they informed him about her body being found in the forest. By the end of April, another pastor who was connected to the church got arrested. Pastor Ezekiel Odero, who was in charge of the new prayer center and church, had his church closed down and the people saved his followers. He even had his own TV channel and was very popular all across the country. He was so well known that people from different parts of the country would visit him. He also had a YouTube channel with 400,000 subscribers and more than 70 million views. During the whole month of April, the police discovered many people who had survived and others who had died in the forest. By May, the number of people who had died reached 303. The Kenya Red Cross estimated that about 360 individuals were still missing, while only 60 had been rescued by then. On 2nd May, the religious leader appeared in the court of Malindi, forcing additional charges of terrorism and child trafficking. An article published by The Guardian on 9th May may have had a significant impact on this case. The article reported that during the autopsies of the bodies recovered from the forest, many had missing organs. Chief pathologist Dr. Johansson O'Deure indicated that some of the bodies had been strangled, beaten or suffocated to death. Interior Cabinet Secretary Kithor Kidinki refuted this news and advised treating the reports of missing organs as rumours. Medical examiners also ruled out organ harvesting by conducting autopsies on another 112 individuals found in the forest. By 2nd August, the death toll had risen to 427, and the number of missing persons reached 613. A local news outlet, K24 TV, reported that the exact count of those who died within the church might never be known. Some bodies had been disposed of in random deep pit latrines scattered on a ranch owned by Mackenzie, where he led some of his followers. Mackenzie, the father of 17 children and husband of three, would also be facing terrorism charge. During the investigation, it was also revealed that he was forcing his kids to marry each other to preserve the family lineage. The police have also been heavily criticized during the investigation. Despite several cases filed against Mackenzie, there was never a thorough investigation which could have shed limelight on all his actions and assets if they had taken proper charge of his cases. Currently, McKenzie and 16 other co-conspirators are in police custody. His bail plea was rejected and the court ordered them to remain in jail for additional 30 days. Many believe that McKenzie is unlikely to to escape or jail sentence and may not see the outside world for a long time. An article by News24 stated that McKenzie and others arrested in connection with the case would remain in custody till September 2023. So far, 425 bodies have been recovered from the forest and only 91 have been rescued. The state prosecutors indicated that all suspects would undergo psychiatric assessments before facing charge of terrorism and other offences. Interior Cabinet Secretary stated that the forest where the bodies were found would be converted into a memorial site so that the citizens of this country never forget what happened there. Talking about the incident, he commented, This horrendous plight on our conscience must lead not only to the most severe punishment of the perpetrators, of the atrocity on so many innocent souls. But tighter regulation, including self-regulation, of every church, mosque, temple, or synagogue going forward. Do you think the police should have taken a stricter action against Mackenzie as his crime led to the dreadful day in April? Do you think the mass suicide could have been avoided if people raised their voice sooner or if police had conducted a proper investigation? Do you think the missing organ's rumour is not just a rumour or the church was dealing with organ trafficking? Let us know your thoughts on the case. If you are interested in exploring more cases like these, feel free to connect with us on our social media platforms. If you want to look at the images related to the case, check out our Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Shades of Macabre. You can find our social media handles in the episode description. We will be back next week with another horrifying murder case. Till then, take care and be safe.